0: Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host Hussain Nasser. Today, we're going to discuss this piece uh, from Slack Engineering. Slack recently migrated all their web sockets, connections, and architecture from HAProxy to Envoy. That does not mean they fully moved to Envoy, they just moved the WebSockets. sockets uh, architecture and uh, there are a lot of other pieces that are still working on moving them and before we discuss all these kind of things guys uh, in any blog in any engineering blog we as engineers should um, be pragmatic when we read this kind of things like if we see slack move from a shape proxy to envoy that does not mean a shape proxy is bad right and we're gonna s- see from this article that the reasons slack moved has nothing to do with limitations in proxy. it's just it's just the way slack doing things that didn't proxy didn't fit with them and envoy they had more experience in envoy engineers so they want to instead of maintaining two things they already had envoy in place and instead of maintaining two systems they want to maintain one they had more engineers who knows envoy than proxies. they moved to that okay that doesn't mean haproxy is bad we're gonna we're gonna find out this thing same thing happened with Uber OBER when we discussed that a few, few months ago, right? The, the infamous article, they, they moved the prompt Postgres to MySQL. Postgres community were furious on how that uh, article is written. And I believe some people will be furious with the way this article is written as well. You're going to see for yourself and you can make the decision at the end of the day as an engineer. How about we jump into it, guys? So the title of the article is Migrating Millions of Concurrent WebSockets to Envoy. Written by Ariane van der Stelt, staff engineer, staff software engineer, site reliability. And Radha Kumari, senior software engineer, site reliability in Slack. Let's read the blurb and then discuss the portions of the article that I want to discuss. I'm going to move through uh, the entire article. I'm not going to read it all, obviously, because I'm going to summarize it. But... uh, so if you're listening in this podcast, so I'm going to try to describe the diagrams, if that, there, aren't, there aren't any many diagrams, so that's good, right? So we're going to explain that and uh, we'll jump into it. Slack has a global customer base with millions of simultaneously connected users at peak time. Most of the communication between users involves sending tiny, lots of tiny messages to other each other. For much of Slack history, we've used HAProxy as a load balancer for all incoming traffic. Today, we'll talk about problems we face with HAProxy, how we solve them with Envoy Proxy, the steps involved in migration, and what comes after. Let's dive in. So here's the first portion of the article talks about WebSockets as Slack. And I'm going to summarize it. Guys, I talked about many times about WebSocket in this channel. I have, Effectively, I have a playlist here. Go watch that if you're interested to know. If you don't know anything about WebSocket, go watch that. Obviously, I always discuss the fundamentals here. You, so you not see tools like Socket IO in my channel at all or, or fancy stuff like that. I always discuss the bare RFC standard fundamentals here. All right. And how you build it from scratch. WebSocket is a bidirectional protocol that allows you to send messages from the client to the server and the server sends messages back to the client and uh, because it's bi-direction that means it's stateful right because uh, the, there is knowledge between the client and the server they need to know each other thus despite it being built on http which is stateless it is stateful and it's important to mention that because it is very critical for load balancing state load balancing stateful workload is completely different than load balancing stateless workload at http which is in my opinion, much easier. Slack did the hard part by moving all WebSocket connections to that, and so uh, they they explain here. Okay, how do how how WebSocket works? Obviously, it's a just normal HTTP connection. The first time we establish a TCP, followed by TLS, that it, that makes an HTTP connection, and the first request always is an HTTP GET upgrade request, and when proxies see that, they know that this is WebSockets. Okay. And once you with this is successful, you get back the HDB10101 switching protocol. that tells the client that hey, the tunnel has has been established and then everything you send, the proxy just leaves it alone and then forward it as is to the backend. Okay, so that's that's how it works essentially. Baby fuzzin'. So yeah, Slack uses uh, WebSockets for all sorts of things. Messaging, uh, presence information, whether this is online or not. And uh, for bots. Bots consumes WebSockets and to send all sorts of stuff. So we have clients and we have back-end WebSocket services. And this logo is Socket.io, which is a tool built on top of WebSocket. And this is basically the load balancer, which moves everything uh, to the back-end. And a very critical point here, the... Uh, that Slack mentions here, they the HA proxy server terminates the connection closer to the uh, to the client. So, like if you're in let's say Singapore, you're gonna be served from a local HA proxy WebSocket uh, HA proxy load balancer that will terminate it, and you're gonna send the WebSocket connection. But then the backend could be somewhere else, right? That's that explains some part of the latency that they get. You remember the outage that they have on January fourth that cross regions that explains if they it's because that's exactly what they said right the back end could be far apart but the the front end is very close to the server and um, obviously we always as back engine we always remember we always say hey make the servers as close to to each other as possible, so you get minimum latency. But looks like this is what happened here, right? So we have backend services, and these are terminated with essentially stateful proxying. And we know how a proxy does it, right? We talked about it many times this channel. It terminates the connection if, if it sees if there is an upgrade uh, request, HTTP upgrade. Then it basically switched from a layer 7 immediately to a layer 4 uh, proxy. So it will hook you to one TCP connection on the back end. Right? And I keep saying TCP here because I know everything is HTTP 11 slash HTTP 2. They didn't specify that, that though. All right. So now we, have, we know the backend. We know the front end. We know the little answers. Let's jump into the reasons why, why Slack have moved to Envoy. While we have been using HAProxy since the beginning of Slack and knew how to operate it at scale, there were some operational challenges that made us consider alternative like an like, uh, Envoy proxy. So let's see, what are these uh, limitations? Hot restart. When I first read this, okay, that implies that Envoy has hot restart, but HAProxy doesn't, which is absolutely not true. And if you don't know, guys, hot restart is is basically when you want to reload the proxy with a new set of configuration, but you don't want to drop any connection. Almost all proxies support this now, right? It, it, it was a difficult problem for, for a few years. Most proxies have solved it like in 2017. Every, every proxy uh, that I know of have fixed this problem. So you can essentially... Because when you load reconfiguration, you can change the ports, you can add more endpoints, you can add more. And then how do you maintain the new process? You spin up a new process, that's one way to do it. And then that the new process gets the new configuration, while the old process just lingers around to, quote-unquote, drain the old connection. And draining is the idea of, hey, let's just, let's just receive the connection, but uh, let's just serve the existing connections, but don't accept any new things. Because you're going to die eventually. That's the idea here so that's that's hot restart so let's read through this portion of the article at slack it is a common event for back-end services and point to change that is essentially the back-end services due to instances being added or cycled. so yeah uh, this is old service kill it add a new one so the ip addresses changes all the time so you need to update the configuration very often and i'm going to give them that in a minute the configuration changes a lot this point goes to envoy we're going to talk about it in a minute HR proxy provides two ways to update its configuration and to accommodate changes in the endpoint so how, uh, uh, we know that the endpoint the back end is part of the configuration so if your back end changes you gotta update the configuration and when you update the configuration you're going to reload it somehow there are two ways to do it the first one is the first one is through the runtime API which i talked about right here i made a whole video about how to uh, use the haproxy runtime api to update the configuration like add a back and remove a back and you can do that and it's going to do it instantly in that same instance right so that's essentially i'm not going to use the word ephemeral but it's not that's not doesn't persist does that make sense it does not persist you can have options to persist it but that you can change it on the fly just call and run the runtime api and do it now, they say here, we use this approach, which is the Runtime API, with one of our sets of proxies, and our experience is described in another blog post. The blog post is titled, A Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day at Slack. You can feel free to read that article, but I'm going to summarize it for you. There was a huge outage back in May 2020 that I did not cover, but at Slack. That was not the January twenty twenty one. That's what the May twenty twenty. The main reason they claimed is that it was a proxy, but when you actually read the article and, and analyze it, it has nothing to do with a chair proxy. The problem was, again, they the. Here's what happened. Let's summarize this article, and then put a pin in it. Right? We're now we're jumping to another completely different. We're going back. Uh, how many months? We're getting back. Um, Seven, eight, nine months ago, May 2020, when an outage happened in Slack. What happened was because of the pandemic, a lot of people started using Slack because everybody's at home. Everybody's working from home. So the amount of web sockets and all the connections doubled and tripled. So they had to spin up more backends. They have spin up more backend that they never ever hit during the life of uh, slack at all and in the, in the pandemic the pandemic gave us you, you've you seen all the outages that happened to microsoft yeah, google amazon slack all these outages because of the pandemic we think that we're gonna handle no even the big guys are cannot handle the, the load when everybody's at home <laughs> and it's like going it's like everybody going to the bank and withdrawing all their money banks don't have that money <laughs> laying it out right that will, that's what happened and then we're learning that big big guys the big cats are learning great lessons and we oh <laughs> and we engineers are also learning a good, great lessons which is awesome alright so they, ha- they, they start spinning backends like there are no tomorrows uh, however now with more backends you need to load balance those backends that means you have to update HA Proxy to make it aware of those backends but guess what how do they update HA Proxy how do you update HA Proxy you need to update the run, using the Runtime API, right? Well, how do you do that? Well, you need to write a client that does the update. They did. They wrote a custom code to use the Runtime API to update that. So as old backends go stale, they supposed to remove them and new backends are added. They add them to this fleet and then update the configuration. Here's what happened. All of a sudden, they see that they the more backends they add, HAProxy is not forwarding traffic to those new backends shiny new backends so what happened you read the article more i'm gonna reference it below what happened is there was a bug in the code they written to update the runtime api the bug was they did not remove the old backends that have been stale from their code. So they kept adding them. And as a result, the new backend didn't get any traffic. So now you tell me, is this the fault of HAProxy or is this the fault of the client that uses HAProxy? So that's, that's their excuse that HAProxy didn't, didn't function, right? Exactly like Ober did with Postgres to, uh, moving to Postgres to MySQL. It's a lame excuse, lack. I'm sorry but it's a lame excuse, okay? It's a bug in your code, so you can't blame HAProxy. So then they said, okay, you can't come back at them. Now, moving back to today, writing writing this article, we're going to move back and say, okay, why don't you guys don't use the runtime API, use the, just use the reload, just reload the whole configuration. And they say, with every HAProxy reload, well, we can reload, but Remember, this is WebSockets. What is WebSockets? WebSockets is a long-running connection that is always alive. It's not, it's not simple as a stateless HA HAPro- uh, request that you send and then you wait, wait for a few milliseconds and then it's done and you can safely kill it. No, this is a long-running hours connection. So if you reload, here's what HA Proxy does, and here's exactly, exa- it is exactly what, what Envoy does. They don't mention that which is deceiving. I don't like that. Envoy and HAProxy does exactly the same thing when you reload their configuration. They spin up a new process, they reload the configuration, and the old process, they communicate with, with each other, the old process and, and the new process, and then they, they essentially exchange information, and then the, the, and the, the, old, the new process tells the old process to start draining connection, as we explained. And then what will happen is, those can, all process connection will be lingering and running for hours, right? Guess what? Envoy has the exact same problem if you do it this way, but they didn't mention that. I read the whole thing. I'm going to mention it today. Both HAProxy and both Envoy, when you reload them, they do zero dropping the connection. They don't drop the connection. HAProxy does not drop any connections during the reload, nor does Envoy but they only mentioned that hell envoy doesn't drop connection HAProxy. proxy they say hey they didn't say anything they don't mention that Hj proxy which is again deceiving it's not it's not cool guys if you you're gonna do your homework if you want to write an article don't write it as a hit piece just do their ways weigh the things I don't know guys do you agree with me here do you think don't do you only you think this is unfair a little bit <laughs> I don't know okay let's go on I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you now the point, the plus point to Envoy. Here's the plus point to Envoy. That HAProxy does not have, as far as I know. Envoy allows us to use dynamically configure clusters and endpoint, which means it does not need to be reloaded if the endpoint listed. That's a plus for Envoy. I'm gonna give you that because. Most of the 90% of the operation, I just made up number for my ass, are backend endpoint updates, the configurations. Invoy technically, you don't need to change that configuration. They have a way to dynamically update that, which technically... HAProxy has the same thing, right? It's just you have to write code to update the, the runtime API. Invoid has dynamically, it dynamically, it, it connect to their, uh, this, their, con, their console and um, uh, discover services. And uh, as you, this services start discovering, will automatically load, be loaded in Invoid, which is very attractive without loading the configuration. That's the attractive point. That's where they should focus. They should say, hey, HAProxy doesn't have that. We, have this. It's, we don't have to write code. Envoy uh, just takes care of that. That's a plus for Envoy. Okay? If you use HAProxy to update backends w- through the configuration directly, unfortunately, we have to reload. And when you reload, you're going to have the old processes lingering and uh, the new processes. And then you have a lot of processes running and they do not want that. A lot of processes that means a lot of memory. That means uh, obviously things can go wrong. Now, envoy has the ability to hot restart itself without dropping any connection. So does Haproxy. They don't say that, obviously. Right? It's like it's like an ad for Envoy. That's what that's what we're reading. We're reading an ad, guys. It's an ad read here. It's an ad read. Enjoy this ad read for envoy. Envoy Watches File System Configuration with iNotify Update. So as the configuration changes, they essentially do a hot restart so that uh, uh, it it does a hitless update essentially. So that if they want to change the configuration for Envoy, which has nothing to do, if something has nothing to do with endpoint, like something else, right? I don't know, adding a rule, for example, you have to change the configuration, right? That requires a restart. And when you do a restart, guys, when you do that, you have to mention that. They did not mention it. If you change a rule in Envoy, you got to update the configuration. And when you do that, new processes will be spun up and old processes will be kept running. They did not mention that. That's exactly the same thing that they claim. That's the limitation of HF proxy. They have that. Envoy have that. But the good point here that I'm going to give them, they don't do that as often. That's my expert assumption they don't do that as often and as a result they don't run into that problem as often okay so that's a plus for envoy but again the article is written in a very odd way to to as 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 i said as an ad read let's add another plus for envoy here okay another plus for Envoy. panic routing guys i'm it, now they are mentioning the january 4th 2021 outage which i covered right here if you want to interest it uh, if you're interested read uh, go watch my video full analysis about the outage it was very very interesting uh to learn it was essentially a re- as, as a result from amazon their their cloud provider there was like a network latency and that caused all sorts of havoc right but envoy actually helped them here now when a backend is marked unhealthy, HAProxy or any other proxy will naturally will not forward traffic to it, as far as we know, right? But Envoy here has a mood that caused panic routing. They said, hey, there's a lot of unhealthy backend services that is a little bit suspicious. I'm going to ignore the status of the health. I'm going to forward the traffic anyway to it. That's called panic routing. And it did help This was very helpful during our January 4th quote. quote This was very helpful during our January 4th, 2021 outage, which was caused by a widespread network problems in our infrastructure. Here they mentioned because of the above quote, because of the above reasons, in 2019, we decided to migrate our ingress load balance tiers from HA proxy to envoy proxy, starting with the WebSocket stack. The major goals of the migration were to improved operability, access to new features that Envoy provides, and more standardization. By moving from HAProxy to Envoy across all of stack, we would eliminate the need for our team to know two quirks of pieces of software. I believe that is the major reason, guys. Because the the engineers at Slack have more experience with Envoy, apparently they might hire new guys. They want to instead maintaining two software they wanted to maintain one, which makes sense fiscally and financially and everything, right makes sense, right so they just hey, moved it but the way they wrote this article is just they they painted it proxy H a proxy as like the the worst thing, which is which is not good in my opinion I, I don't like that to manage to manage to build and release pipeline and so on. By then, we were already using Envoy proxy as the data plane in our service mesh. We also have experienced Envoy developer in-house, so we have ready access to Envoy expertise. Right. The next section is not interesting for me. It's just how they use Chef to update, they generate their Envoy configuration. You can read it for yourself. But um, let's skip all that stuff, right? Here's, what, here's the interesting part. Migration to production uh before we migrate that i'm gonna mention something that they did not mention here um and the fact that they didn't mention it that means they are not using it i'm assuming and here is it there is this a beautiful rfc that's called uh, rfc 8441 i I talked about it right here and it's essentially the bootstrapping of web sockets on top of http2 okay guys when we use WebSockets on HTTP 1.1, we're going to have a one-to-one connection with every single client to a backend connection, to a backend server, to a backend TCP connection, which is wasteful if you have Slack amount of connections, millions of connections, right? If we used HTTP 2.0 on the backend, and it doesn't matter what we use in the front end, Slack can multiplex... WebSocket connections into HTTP streams. So uh, you can have tech fe- effectively one TCP connection uh, having HTTP2, right? And then if you have a WebSocket connection coming from H- H1 client from the front end, you can multiplex that into an H2 stream in a single stream in a bigger TCP connection. So now you have one TCP connection serving, I don't know, thousands of clients. I think that the maximum is 200 streams, but you can flip and play with that. So now you minimize the number of TCP connections, which is obviously better. It ha- it's better to have less connections than more connections, right? So that is a feature of Envoy that is not yet available in HAProxy, Proxy, yet they didn't mention that. I don't know why. Are they not aware of that? Because that seems like a very attractive feature for you guys at Slack. You're gonna have a single TCP connection with multiplexed WebSocket connections. Now you've just minimized the number of connections on your backend. I'm just interested uh, if they are considering this or not. That would be very interesting too. If they studied that or not, because Invoice, they, they can just line this up with a, with a configuration, right? If their backend is HTTP2. I'm assuming that their actual backend, those guys, those puppies, the backend is HTTP1.1, maybe. And essentially, HTTP 1.1 with TLS. That's my assumption, right? Again, I might be wrong in anything I say here. It would be good to have someone from Slack uh, comment on this. It would be really good. All right. Now that we mentioned the RFC eight four four one, which I explained that, uh, HAProxy is actually developing that feature right now in 2.4. And it's going to be... Obviously, guys, I'm not sponsored by any of that. Envoy or HAProxy or anything. I just, I'm an engineer that gives you my personal opinion. You can take it or leave it, right? And then, and you get to decide whether this product is good or this product is, is, is fit for you. Again, it really depends on your use case. So this is a migration of, the, of production and I absolutely loved this. The way they did this, absolutely love it. They use the, uh, obviously this is the D- WSS DNS entry, primary. WSSprimary.slack.com, the DNS. At the DNS, they did a weighted traffic. So that uh, for the listeners here, we're describing a diagram with two boxes. The, the upper box is HAProxy no, uh, Network Load Balancer, and the lower box is the Envoy Network Load Balancer. And there's the name server here with two arrows going to the upper box and the lower box. The upper box taking 70% uh, of the traffic, that means seventy percent of the resolutions of the DNS goes to the HA proxy, and twenty five goes to the Envoy. Beautiful, I love this. This is how they essentially migrated everything. So slowly, they decreased the amount of the routed, weighted routed to HA proxy, and they moved everything to Envoy. And, until HA proxy essentially took zero connections, and they moved everything to Envoy, they ran into a few problems while doing that, but they fixed all of them. Obviously so um and yeah that's how they migrated into the production which i absolutely loved very they they it was it was boring and good so it was smooth right here uh they they take a hit at the at haproxy config which i quote we found that old haproxy config had grown organically over time it was largely shaped by the model that haproxy uses one large configuration that include all listeners Envoy configuration model uses much more defined scopes that is, uh, than HAProxy model. Once a listener is returned, only the rule inside the listener apply to the request. Once a route is entered, only the rules apply. Uh, we know how how this configuration looks like in Envoy. It's a nested rule so it's like you can read it this way. But what they mentioned is like it took us a lot of time to extract what was important in the old ha proxy configuration which from what was effectively technical debt so they had a lot of rules from the ha proxy configuration they didn't know why do we have it but they, they have it laying around essentially right so to them maybe it's a personal thing but to them looks like slack prefer envoy configuration reading into envoy configuration over HAProxy. proxy i'm going to leave you as a listener and now i'm going to show you two configuration The first one is an HAProxy. The the first one is an HAProxy configuration. The second one is Envoy. They are identical. Okay. But look at HAProxy configuration and look at Envoy. And you tell me which one is simpler to read. To me, it's definitely HAProxy. Right. That being said, I do not know how big is the configuration at Slack and how large and how that scales with a lot of requests. I, I, I'm not going to guess that invoice is going to be less size because at, as a smaller, if I'm building a smaller HTTP server and I wrote only 10 lines for a JProxy config versus, I don't know, 36 or 40 lines, and it's harder to read. And you guys go watch my invoice video and see the pain, uh, how I pulled my teeth writing those configurations. Because... Invoice is written in a way, again, I'm not dissing any technology here, I'm giving you my personal opinion, and you can see the pain that I went through writing those configurations. They have these large class names, and I understand why they have that, because they want to make invoy extensible, you know, uh, the whole mantra of open for extension closed for modification which we know about uh, this is the object-oriented mantra right so that's why they have class names so you can write your own class name to be anything so you can extend Envoy that's why Envoy became popular and a lot of like STO essentially built on top of Envoy because you can easily extend it which is nice but to end users engineers reading that thing is just a uh, completely unreadable very very hard you can argue that, hey, let's say, how, what, how many times, how much time do you spend reading configuration? Well, a lot, actually. <laughs> so I want my configuration to be simple. And the other atrocious thing is they use this stinking thing that's called YAML, which I absolutely hate, right? And, uh, and then that will struggle with spaces and tabs and all that stuff. Ugh. Right, so you have to have tools to write configuration, which is like, what? Uh, yeah. So invoice is good haproxy is good guys both of them are good some features uh some features that envoy essentially are better for slack in this case the http 2 uh WebSocket socket on top of http 2 is a good one they didn't mention i don't know if they're using it or not or they're planning to uh, haproxy does not have that yet they are developing that but again the idea of features is is moot because any any proxy, unless it's an architectural low-level change, any proxy can implement any feature and can, can catch up. So features, having features is not really a, a criteria, I guess, for, it's one of the criteria, but it's not the major criteria because proxies can pick it up, software can pick up features like that easily, especially if you have teams behind it. But the simplicity, the scalability, of the things and um, Envoy did have an edge over HAProxy I gotta say the dynamic endpoint loading is an edge for Envoy over HAProxy so that means they do not have to reload it as often but sometimes they do have to reload it here's another feature I forgot to mention and uh, I'm not sure if HAProxy supports that but here's the thing in case and they don't mention this here actually uh let's go through that actually the hot restart and Envoy. let's go through an envoy now read through now we're reading through the hot restart feature in an envoy and i'm not sure that hia proxy or other proxies support that this is this is a game changer this is good stuff so let's read it and let's discuss quote Envoy hot restart supported was designed so that it will work correctly even if the new process that is being spun up obviously after you reload the configuration and the old Envoy process are running inside different containers. So you could be different containers, different operating systems altogether, different machines. I'm guessing communication between the processes takes place only using UNIX domains. So we talked about the communication between the processes itself, which HAProxy does, right? HAProxy still communicate between the old process and the new process to to, to effectively kind of gossip and tell the old process hey start draining hey stop accepting connection hey do this hey do that copy copy the list uh, file descriptors give me the your listener sockets all that stuff there is happening envoy here says hey we do that even if you reload in a completely different process We will find that old process and we're going to communicate with it. So in Kubernetes, this thing is really powerful, right? In in a Kubernetes where everything is stateless, where you can shut down and reload and the new process will be in a completely different container. That's a plus. And I'm pretty sure other processes will start picking this up as they become cloud native All right, guys, that is it for me today. Uh, I think I discussed all that I wanted to discuss. What do you think about this article? Regardless of whatever I said here, I love technology. I love these kind of discussions, right? And I believe we learned a lot from this article. So, Ariane and Rada, thank you so much for an absolutely amazing, well-written article. We have obviously we with every article we have criticism. So, stick it with the sportsmanship here. And uh, yeah, at the end of the day, H. R. didn't work for Slack they move to envoy and they're happy so i commend all the engineers uh, slack who worked very hard to do the migration to implement this thing and they wrote obviously a lot of code to get this running it wasn't smooth because they found that there are features that are in in proxy that is not available in invoice so they started they had to rewrite this stuff and chef their custom configuration all right guys what do you think about this article let me know in the comment section below i'm gonna see you on the next one you guys stay awesome goodbye